Welcome to Your Wealth, Your Legacy, a podcast by Prairie Wood Wealth Management, where we cover the latest in investment, tax, estate, and charitable giving strategies to help you keep more of what you make, make more with what you have, and create a legacy that lasts beyond your lifetime. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Here are your hosts, Nathan Anderson and Steve Nelson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 30th episode of Your Wealth, Your Legacy. I'm your host, Nathan Anderson, here with my co-host, Steve Nelson. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, great to be here. I'm very excited about today's topic, which is your greatest retirement risks. You know, one of the things that's happening in our environment today is we're having a significant number of people reaching retirement age. You know, you look back to kind of that baby boomer generation and, you know, between 2010 and 2030, which is really the period we're in now, there's an estimated 73 million individuals that are retiring And that ends up being just about 10,000 people per day. And each of these individuals have spent an entire career working and building up their retirement accounts. They've saved diligently. And all of a sudden, they get to this point where now they're thinking about retiring, their income's going to go away, and they have to take these retirement savings that they've spent 40 years accumulating and all of a sudden turn that into a lifetime of retirement income and ensure that they don't run out. And, you know, one of the things that I see, Steve, and and that people ask quite often is, you know, hey, I'm about I'm about to reach retirement age. This has to last for 30 plus years. I need to get extremely conservative with this money. What do I do? So, Steve, when somebody comes to you and says, I really need to get conservative with my investments because I'm at retirement age, maybe first of all, what what do they typically mean by that? And number two, what are some of the risks associated with that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think. It is just human nature when somebody retires after working a long career, they just automatically assume, okay, I'm not going to be investing anymore. I'm going to be withdrawing from the portfolio. Now I have to be extremely conservative. And typically what they mean by that is I can't handle the fluctuations of the market. So I'm going to go to all fixed income or CDs or annuity payments and You know, I think what we would say is you have probably a a 30 plus year time horizon still. You know, if you're 65, a couple has a 50-50 chance to at least one of them live till 90. And, you know, I think that's a misconception that, oh, I'm going to withdraw all my money immediately. You know, this is a portfolio that's got to last. So I think that brings up the, you know, one of the risks is not, the primary risk is not the the fluctuations of the account, it's, is my money going to last and is inflation going to eat away at it? Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. I mean, like you said, it's how you view risk. So the risk that a lot of the retirees typically have as soon as they reach retirement is, I can't handle the fluctuations in my account because I need to draw on it. But they often forget to look at the fact that there's an even greater risk of this account needs to last for my entire retirement and be able to cover not only the income that I need today, but the income that I need 25 or 30 years from now, which likely is going to need to be at least twice what it is today just to maintain your same standard of living. And I think, you know, recently there has been inflation, so this is more on people's mind, but there was a long period there where inflation was very low. So Nathan, kind of let's review historical inflation and what has the loss of purchasing power been? 
Yeah. So if we look back to, let's just start in 1933, we kind of left out the depression era years because there were a few years there where there was significant deflation. And I don't think anybody wants to live in that again or plan for that. And so, you know, looking back to 1933, all the way through 2023, we have a very significant amount of inflation data. And so we were looking at the consumer price index for all urban consumers. And if you look at that, every five-year period, so if you look at rolling five-year periods, every five-year period has resulted in a loss of purchasing power. You know, sometimes you get a year here and there where, where there's deflation and the price level goes down. But as soon as you look at five years, every five-year period has experienced increasing costs. And the amount that those costs increase, if you look at, let's say, a 25-year retirement period, over 25 years, the best result in a loss of purchasing power was 41%, and the worst result was a loss of 76%. And so the way that we take that and the way that we look at that is, if you're planning for a 25-year retirement, you have to be planning to pay at least double what you're paying today to maintain your same standard of living. And in other words, your income needs to at least double to maintain the ability to pay all of the costs and pay all of the expenses that you pay today and live a similar lifestyle. And our blog post has the graphs that that show all of this. But just to put it in perspective, you know, when Nathan said there's between a 41 and 76 percent, that means one dollar only buys 59 cents worth of goods. 25 years later, or the worst case is it could only buy 24 cents worth of goods. Yeah. So obviously, which 25 year period you look at impacts what the inflation would have been that you'd experienced over that 25 year retirement. But even in the best case scenario, you're looking at losing 41% of your purchasing power. And so I think that shifts the focus from a perspective that the main risk or the only risk you face in retirement is your account values fluctuating and shows that Ultimately, you have to maintain that purchasing power and you need to find and create a portfolio that can not only grow over time to keep pace with inflation, but you have to do it in a way that that allows you to take distributions and handle market volatility rather than avoid it altogether. So Steve, I think the next piece, let's let's talk a little bit about the risk of loss of principle or the risk of market fluctuations and how we view that and how that is something that retirees can handle to an extent and how it's important to balance that within the investment recommendations that retirees implement. Yeah, no, I would say if you look at just like the S&P 500, which is a index commonly associated with large U.S. stocks, you know, as the time periods increase, the frequency of experiencing a loss over that time period is reduced. And so if you're just looking at a one-year time period, it's roughly about one out of every four um, will be a loss. But as that extends out, once you get to a a 10 and 15 year time period, your chances of a loss greatly diminish. Exactly, and I think, you know, we're using the S&P 500 as an example. You know, certainly for a retiree, we would recommend a much more diversified portfolio than just just the S&P 500, but it does a great job of illustrating the point. And like Steve said, you know, in a one year time period, you can have significant market fluctuations But when you start looking at a 10-year period, the worst loss in the S&P 500 history is 1.4%. And as soon as you hit 15 years, it's never lost money. And then obviously, the the longer you go out and the farther that you go, the less chance there is that you actually would lose money. And then when you look at over that same time period, so basically 
It's about 100 years of data that we have for the S&P 500. Over that entire time period, the average return's been over 10% per year. And so when you compare that to, let's say, fixed income, where, where maybe you're getting 3% or 4% or 5%, that additional return that you get from the market is what ultimately helps you keep pace with inflation and allows your portfolio to grow quickly enough to provide for that higher income that you need later in retirement after costs have risen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, we're not saying we recommend 100% equity. We recommend a diversified portfolio that will include fixed income. And it's important to size that fixed income piece to how much you need to withdraw out of the portfolio every year. So typically what we talk about with clients is really understanding how much income they need to create from the portfolio. So how much they need to distribute or take off the portfolio every year to supplement whether it's their social security or if they have a pension, and then creating the portfolio in a way that has enough fixed income or enough stable assets to fund those distributions for, let's say, three years, five years, or seven years, depending on the client situation, and allocating the rest to investments that are going to do a better job of keeping up with inflation. The key and the reason that we allocate some to fixed income is we want to make sure there's enough stable assets so that if the market goes down, the investor is able to take the distributions from those stable assets for a long enough period of time that they allow the rest of the positions that have declined with the market enough time to recover. And so by doing that, you get the benefit of having a stable portion of the portfolio to draw off of, while also still having a significant portion of the portfolio invested in assets that are going to give you a better return over time. You know, one thing to think about, Steve, it probably makes sense to give a couple examples of the returns of fixed income versus the returns of assets that typically keep pace with inflation better to show how much of a difference that can make. Yeah, no, I think walking through an example would would probably be helpful. You know, let's just say, you know, with the 30-year U.S. Treasury bond currently yielding a little over 4% right now, many people would say, oh, I could just buy that. And if inflation is, you know, below that, I'll at least maintain my purchasing power over that time. But what you have to realize is, or think about is the taxes as well. So if that investor is in a 25% tax bracket, that 4% pre-tax return is going to be a 3% after-tax return. And you know then you're basically just treading water after you've factored in the effective taxes. So basically your purchasing power isn't increasing over time. It's staying the same. And so as you're drawing money out of that portfolio, essentially every withdrawal is a withdrawal of purchasing power and your portfolio on an inflation adjusted basis is declining throughout all of your retirement. If you compare that to the returns of, let's just take again the S&P 500, if you look back to 1926 through 2023, which is the period that we have data for, $1 invested in the S&P 500 would have turned into 848 inflation adjusted dollars. So even after you've taken into account inflation, the value of your dollar or the purchasing power of your dollar has increased by 848 times. That's something that fixed income doesn't provide you. And so harnessing that opportunity and taking advantage of that growth in purchasing power is ultimately what's going to allow you to have a portfolio that provides for you throughout your entire retirement. And so if we think about the two risks that we highlighted at the beginning, the market declines as well as the loss of purchasing power, if we were going to try to mitigate both of those risks, I think the answer really is a diversified portfolio. I, I would absolutely agree. And I think, I think that's what 
we're trying to communicate is that, you know, when you look at somebody who is entering retirement, we're certainly not advocating that that individual who maybe needs to draw off the portfolio on a recurring basis have 100% equities. But we're also recommending that they don't transfer everything into 100% fixed income. Both of those expose them to significant risks over the long term. And so, you know, if you're if you're 100% equities and the market goes down, yes, that's definitely a dangerous place to be because you're going to be drawing on a portfolio that's down. It's not going to be as many assets to recover. But it's equally as risky to put everything into what generally has been considered safe, so the fixed income and the CDs, because generally they're not going to keep pace with inflation. And if you need that portfolio to provide income over your entire retirement, it significantly enhances your chance of running out of money before the end of your life. So our approach is craft a portfolio that has the ability to grow and keep pace with inflation while still protecting enough of the portfolio that can stay stable over time to fund those distributions during the periods of time when the market goes down because we know it will. And so the key is planning for that on the front end while also planning for the inflation that we know is going to take place over a 25-year period. So Steve, I think if we wrap up the episode here, my main takeaway is for individuals who are entering retirement to think not just about the fluctuations in their account values, but to think about long-term ensuring that they maintain purchasing power. You know, I think it's easy to focus on the short-term and the here and now, and often the long-term gets lost in that because it's 10, 15, 20 years down the road, but ultimately it's going to be an important part of making sure that you're protected for your entire retirement. Like we said at the beginning, we do have a blog post on our website that has all of this information in it. And we have tables and charts that are easier to follow in the blog post than just listening to the podcast. So if you're interested in learning more, we certainly would recommend that you go check out that blog post on our website at pw-wm.com. If you're nearing retirement or already in retirement and interested in learning more about whether your portfolio is constructed in a way that will allow you to fulfill your income and distribution needs for all of retirement, we'd love to help make sure that you're protected for the future. If you're interested in working with a family CFO to help coordinate your family's entire financial picture, we would love to connect to see if what we do is right for you. That's all we have for this month. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Your Wealth, Your Legacy by Prairiewood Wealth Management. If you have comments, questions, or would like to learn more about working with Prairiewood Wealth Management, we would love to hear from you please visit us at our website, pw-wm.com, or email us at service at pw-wm.com. If you find our podcast helpful, leave us a review and share it so others can find us as well. Thanks for listening as we continue our quest to help others keep more of what they make, make more with what they have, and create a legacy that will last beyond their lifetime. The information discussed on this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only and does not represent investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed are those of Prairiewood Wealth Management and are subject to change not guaranteed and should not be considered recommendations to buy or sell any security. While past performance of market results may be discussed, it does not provide any assurance of future performance. The information presented herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed.